Okay, here's the deal. I have a product I want to talk to you about. It's called Manscaped and it's today's show sponsor. This is an essential tool for any cyclist right now who's listening to this show. Manscaped is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. There's two huge problems, and these are reoccurring problems we have with cycling. We get saddle sores, and we pick up infections after we've had road rash because of poor leg grooming. I've had both these, and they can take a giant of a man down in his prime. But both these are the result of poor grooming, not shaving your man bits and not shaving your legs properly. I've had a very incomplete set of solutions up to now. I've been using Vite hair removal cream. I've been using shaving foam, disposable razors and electric razors. It's been a bloodbath, honestly. It hasn't been pretty. But Manscaped's performance package, it's the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and I've got an exclusive offer for you. 20% off Manscaped plus free worldwide shipping when you use the code ROADMAN over at manscaped.com. So let me think, if my maths is correct on that, that is about 8 million balls. When it shows up, it shows up in this insanely striking presentation box. It's an amazing gift. So get it for yourself as a reward for your hard training. Get it for your teammate's birthday. Get it for your dad as a present. Or get it for your mother-in-law. Basically get it for anyone who has hair on them. It's a perfect gift. So get 20% off over on manscaped.com plus free shipping when you use the promo code ROADMAN at checkout. Back to the show. The big question is this. How do we use cycling as a tool to improve our health, our happiness, and our longevity? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Anthony Walsh, and welcome to the ROADMAN podcast. Well, hello, all you gorgeous cyclists. It's Sarah and I am back with the bonus Saturday podcast where I delve a little bit deeper into being a newbie cyclist. So think of me as your cycling agony aunt. (laughs) We got so many questions in this week. I really hope you're enjoying the segment because I'm having great crack doing it. So I survived the 750 kilometer cycle from Mallon to Mizzenhead, which is the very top to the very bottom of Ireland. I can't really believe that I did it, to be honest. It was incredible. It was an, an amazing experience. I, I sound like I'm, I've just finished the X Factor or something. And I know people do kind of roll their eyes at, uh, you know, when people finish these epic events and they're like, oh, transformative, life changing, blah, blah, blah. But um, I have to say it was absolutely superb and amazing people on it. I recorded a podcast as I went through the days and I interviewed some of the people that were on the journey with me. So I'm going to be working on that and editing it over the next few days and weeks and I'll release that as soon as it's ready. So (laughs) my fatigue levels are off the charts and I have a thing called the Ross stare. Now I don't think that this is a medical term but for non-Irish listeners the Ross is an eight-day stage race. Actually Anthony has completed it a load of times but he talks about this thing called the Ross stare. It's that glassy-eyed look that kind of staring off into the middle distance and kind of being in a weird trance that you just fall into sometimes. And I just, I just have this tiredness that is affecting 
very deep recesses of my brain. So I have a serious dose of the raw stir. So when I was trekking the length of Ireland, we got some great questions in and we covered a few of them yesterday on newbie questions with Anthony. It's actually newbie questions with Sarah, but now I'm making it out like uh, Anthony's the newbie there. But here's another great one from a listener. I'm a new cyclist and I'm absolutely terrified of reaching for my bottle or for food as I cycle. Sometimes my group stop and I eat then, but any tips for eating while moving on the bike? This is such a great question and I learned the hard way that if you don't eat, you bonk. And the group ride that I started with at the beginning, never they, ju- they just didn't stop. Well, they stopped for coffee and a cake in the middle, but that was 90 minutes into the group spin. So it was a kind of a, a trial, just do or die for me. Um, I had to just pick it up very, very quickly. So this is a skill that you must learn dear cyclist so pulling in's okay but you lose momentum you get cold when you're standing on the side of the road eating and you get those slow legs you know when you get back on the bike and your legs just feel like they're way down with concrete and also you should constantly be nibbling away on the bike you should be eating all of the time on the bike and if you're only stopping every half an hour or 45 minutes or an hour you're not constantly fueling enough you need a 60 to 90 carbs per hour on the bike and there's only 35 grams in a large banana so that just goes to show how much you need to eat i'm coaching some of my clients on this at the moment so if you're not comfortable pulling food out of your jersey pocket you can use a drink to fuel and um, there's so many high carb drinks out there so try that so to practice drinking on the bike here's what I tell my guys as you're riding reach down and touch the bottle for four or five seconds stay in control of the bike so stay looking forward and keep pedaling and this is key keep pedaling after a couple of weeks of this drill then your confidence will grow and now you need to kind of start Um, grasping the top of the bottle for one or two seconds so don't pull it out just grasp it as in you're going to pull it out so you just want to get used to the feel of grabbing the bottle so again just do this for a couple of weeks and remember keep looking forward and pedaling and eventually you will progress to pulling the bottle out of the cage and you'll feel comfortable pedaling as you're looking forward but reaching down if you want to use food having something that you can swallow very easily is the way to go so everyone knows I'm a huge fan of fries Turkish delight it's like having jelly covered in chocolate in your pocket so Haribo jellies are also brilliant bananas are super if you can uh, you know unpeel them and for me granola bar they're just so fiddly and crumbly and frankly it they just taste horrible when I'm on the bike they taste like sand it's very hard to get them down but again that's just a personal uh, preference thing but you need to learn how to pedal while eating and drinking because if you take the foot off the gas the group will be gone on ahead of you or you'll lose momentum or you'll have people behind you shouting at you because you've lost the wheel in front of you so you really really need to master this skill i actually have food alerts set up on my garmin so every 20 minutes my garmin beeps and reminds me to drink and eat and i find that really convenient because you know when you're out spinning or you're chatting or you're putting a big effort in, it, it goes out of your mind. So the food alerts are, alerts are absolutely brilliant. Look, very best to look with this. Just 
go for it practice and uh, if you've got a turbo trainer practice at home as well but um yeah this is a skill that you gotta suck it up and learn Okay, so last week we spoke about extreme ownership and how it changed my outlook on my life. Some people wrote in this week and the responses to extreme ownership were really honest and heartwarming. And I know the penny dropped for a few of you guys on taking absolute responsibility for outcomes. And it was very, very humbling to hear that this is a concept that spoke to you too. So this week I want to talk about a thing called growth mindset. Now, I come from a corporate background. If you're the same, you'll have heard this term, growth mindset, bandied around a lot. But I don't want the the fact that it's used by your boss, you know, these kind of think outside the box phrases. I don't want that to muddy the fact that this is so powerful. Growth mindset really describes a way of viewing challenges and any setbacks that you might have. So people who have a growth mindset believe that if they struggle with certain skills, that the abilities aren't set in stone, that they can upskill and change. And they think that with work, their skills can improve with time. So nothing is written in stone. They are porous and they can take in new skills, new information. They can learn. A big part of having a growth mindset is not letting setbacks keep you from working to improve. And it's important to remember that the setbacks can actually provide a way forward. So learning from your mistakes. A key to making progress and moving forward is self-advocacy. And this is where I struggled a lot. So speaking up when something isn't working and asking for support that can actually lead to solutions. And this then in turn leads to improvement. Now, anyone who knows me will agree that I would rather die than ask anybody for help. I don't know why. It was just in my, I thought, DNA that I could figure everything out myself, even if it took, even if it took me a hundred times longer than just asking somebody who'd already done the same thing successfully for help. No, I just, I think I didn't want to expose myself as not knowing something or you know, I was embarrassed or I was afraid that people would think that I wasn't smart or a go-getter or I couldn't work on my own. I was so wrong. And when I realized that this growth mindset and how powerful it is, it really changed. It really changed my outlook. So I guess that growth mindset is an add-on to extreme ownership and extreme ownership is, you know, step number one. The extreme ownership part makes you responsible But the growth mindset makes you build on failures and to learn from them. Even if I think about my growth mindset around music, um, I think when we finish school or university, a lot of us stop learning or we stop opening our minds to new things. As I said, like I know I really only listen to the music that I've listened to for the past 15 years. Absolutely nothing wrong with the Smiths and the Stone Roses, but I've stopped seeking out new music and new artists. And I would have considered myself a bit of a music junkie back in the day, but now I've just stopped. I mean, apart from the odd, maybe earworm, Justin Bieber or Miley Cyrus, I I don't have any new music. And I think that this bleeds into a lot of areas in our lives. We become very comfortable and we stop growing. So have a little bit of a think about that, folks. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it good, bad, indifferent. (laughs) So that's my lot for today. 
Thank you so much for listening. And honestly, thank you so much for subscribing to the Roadman Cycling Podcast. It means so much to us. We're so delighted to have you on our quest for health, happiness and longevity through cycling. Until next week, everybody, safe pedaling. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Have you ever wondered how good you could actually be? Each of us has a unique set of circumstances with work, family and social obligations, but we also want to fulfill our potential in cycling. Okay, okay, maybe you won't ever win the Tour de France, but for most of us, this is what cycling is about. So let us build you the perfect training plan around your lifestyle that's totally unique to you and will help you finally realize your cycling dreams. So whether you're just getting started on the bike or if you're a more seasoned cyclist, we have a suitable coach for you. So why not schedule a call with us and we can have a chat about how we can help you go further than you ever dreamed of in your cycling and fitness goals. Go to roadmancycling.com forward slash contact or pop me an email directly to sarah at roadmancycling.com.